If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. There is a plan to eliminate the toll booths for all seven of the state-owned bridges that crisscross all around the Bay Area. So the project to convert the toll plazas and improve traffic flow will cost about $77 million. The work could take several years and will include the phasing out of all remaining human toll takers. Now, here's a quick note on all this. This project does not include the historic Golden Gate Bridge, uh, but the open road electronic tolling concept will allow vehicles to speed through without stopping. The largest conversion will be for the massive westbound Bay Bridge toll plaza. So, you know, this is good to know for anyone that's commuting into the city or, you know, if you go there on the weekends just to have some, some fun. It might be... A little bit different in the near future. I'm bummed that it's not the Golden Gate Bridge because, like me and other people around Sonoma County, that's how we get into the city. So I guess I'm going to have to find a new way. <laughs> Legendary comedian Gilbert Gottfried died yesterday after a battle with a disease called muscular dystrophy. He was 67 years old. So despite his decades of amazing work, Gilbert is probably best known as the voice of Lago. Is it Lago or Lago? Iago. Lago? Okay. No, Iago. Iago. Pardon me. I, I'm really sorry I mispronounced no, that. No, it's okay. Uh, the parrot in the animated version of Disney's Aladdin back in 1992. I can't believe it. I just don't believe it. We're never going to get a hold of that stupid lamp. Gilbert <laughs> is survived by his wife and their kids, 14-year-old Kara and 12-year-old Max. And um, I love Gilbert Gottfried. I actually worked the door at a comedy show that he was doing, and he is one of the nicest comedians I ever worked with. So it's a really sad day. You know, my fiance looked at me last night and was like, he was the voice of the Aflac duck this entire time? Yeah. I didn't know that either. He's just like, you know, doing incredible things under our nose, like being the Aflac duck. Yeah. And he was working through this disease and uh, just God rest his soul. Yeah, so we're thinking about his family at this time. Uh, so after almost 30 years of marriage, Tish Cyrus has again filed divorce from Billy Ray Cyrus. Don't tell my heart, my aching, breaking heart. I just don't think you'd understand. Trish actually filed for divorce last week in Williamson County, Tennessee, and she cited irreconcilable differences. And this is actually the third time the couple has filed for divorce, but we're sending love to the Cyrus family right now. The only morning show in my life. Amber and Tanner. I listen all morning long. Froggy 92.9. Have you ever had something dumped on you? So the Nickelodeon's Kid Choice Awards were over the weekend. And if you have watched it, if you've come across on social media, you know that everybody gets slimed. And yeah. it's that green goo that comes from the ceiling that became popular in the 80s and it stuck around forever. You know, when I was a kid, I used to think slime wasn't real. No? I really don't know how to explain this, but I used to tell myself that slime wasn't a real thing. What? A, I, I don't know. You I don't could know. possibly build a conspiracy theory out of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You're going to launch a new podcast, uh, Why the Slime is Not Real. So I need to see you get slimed in real life just to know that it's real. Well, it's funny that you bring that up <laughs> because it so happens that that is something on my bucket list. Okay. I have always wanted to get Nickelodeon slime before. I found out recently after some research that 
the slime doesn't actually stain your clothes. That was a problem in the 90s. People were yeah. getting mad because they're getting slimed, and they actually changed, you know, the, the ingredients. Formula exactly. For the slime. Yeah. Because at first it wasn't real, and maybe now that it is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. I was no, just like, you're it's good. so weird. Yeah. Uh, so you want to be like on a Nickelodeon like game show or like a... Not even Award that. show, no. Not even that. Like, I would be okay just driving up to their office and they slime me. <laughs> I will drive there. I do not care. They're in Southern California. I'll make the trip. Can they come here to yeah. the Froggy Studio and slime you? I mean, if they're down. <laughs> or maybe if- we... <laughs> go, go ahead. What if I did it? What if I just came in here and slimed you? Would not be the same Nickelodeon has to do. Okay. Uh, I would want Nickelodeon to do. I mean, if we can (laughs) find the secret recipe, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Amber, have you ever had anything dumped on you before? Yes, I went to a football game with a friend, and someone brought a bag of flour into the football game Mm. and opened it and dumped it all over us. That, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not nearly as fun. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Up this curtain ball with Amber and Tanner. Good morning! Today's country, Froggy 92.9. So Netflix has recently added a new rating system uh, that is helping the platform find out what customers love. It's with a double thumbs up feature. So Netflix has been using the thumbs up and thumbs down buttons for quite some time now, but they said by introducing the double thumbs up, they'll know more about the types of series and films that you want to see more of. So it's kind of like if I really, really, really like something, double thumbs up. Exactly. So we're going to try this feature right here on Amber Tanner in the morning. Uh, Tanner, I'm going to list off some movies and you have to give it the movie, either a thumbs down, a thumbs up, or a double thumbs up. I like it. All right, you Let's ready? <laughs> so, Space Jam, 1996. Are you giving it a thumbs down, a thumbs up, or a double thumbs up? Double thumbs up for me. Uh, the, the reason why is because this movie came out the year I was born, I think, 1996. So, I have a little bit of nostalgia with that. I grew up with the movie. I think Michael Jordan is surprisingly a great actor. And it was the first movie of its kind where, you know, Michael Jordan was there in person with all these Looney Tunes around. So, double thumbs up for me. While most people do enjoy this movie, it only has a Rotten Tomato score of 43%. What? Yes. By the way, the the Space Jam sequel is awful. (laughs) Don't watch it. All right. Well, next on the list, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Are you giving a thumbs down, a thumbs up, or a double thumbs up? Double thumbs up. This movie... Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Most critics rank this as the best Star Wars film of all time. It's got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I agree. Best Star <laughs> Wars movie of all time. And that's the guy that's come from the guy that wore, you know, a Star Wars outfit to school all the time. <laughs> all right. Next on the list is Hocus Pocus. It came out in 1993. Thumbs down. What? Why are you giving it a thumbs down? The movie's not good. I'm sorry. It's too long. Well, it's a cult classic. So, I mean, but you're not wrong. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes score 38%, according to the experts. Yeah. I, I'll skip it. And I've seen it a plenty of times. And I I, th- I still don't think I get it. I, I, I do love Hocus Pocus, but um, I guess you're with all the experts on that one. <laughs> all right. Last on the list. I, I tried to... Do some movies that were tailored towards you. I appreciate that. Uh, so this one is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which came out in 1999. Are you giving it a thumbs down, a thumbs up, or a double thumbs up? Just one thumbs up. 
just one. Okay. I really cannot stand Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> well, the Rotten Tomato score is 52%. The audience score is also 59%. So a lot of people didn't like that one. Dang. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Because of the pandemic, there hasn't been a lot of concerts around. They're coming back. I'm really excited. I am finally going to my first concert after like two and a half years, and I'm going to see Silk Sonic. The show's happening in Las Vegas, and there's a rule for this concert that made me scratch my noggin. I'm very curious what you think about it, Amber. It's not a COVID rule per se, but it's a rule about cell phones. Oh, I've never been to a concert where they've had a no cell phone rule. Yeah. So it has a, it's a cell phone free policy. And basically you put your cell phone in a bag and that gets put in a locker. And I think I kind of like this policy because I see at concerts all the time a sea of cell phone always, and I think it's a cool way for a lot of people to actually live in the moment. You know, I've been to concerts that I've been so enthralled in where I didn't look at my phone, but I like the idea of having my phone there in case there's an emergency or I get separated from my friends or my family or my partner. Uh, So that's what I worry about in the cell phone-free spaces. Not to say that I wouldn't try it out, but... That just that that part kind of worries yeah, me, you know. That's something I didn't think about. I just, you know, when I go to a concert and I'm behind a person and that person's holding up their cell phone the other time, it drives me crazy because yeah. I feel like I'm watching a concert through your cell phone. It can be very distracting. I understand that. Yeah, and most of the time when you capture videos of your favorite performers on cell phones, the audio is so bad that you can't really <laughs> even enjoy it. And so I'm going to say it right now. I like the idea of a cell phone free space, but I totally understand emergency situations and the other side of that coin. Maybe they should make a rule where you shouldn't have your cell phone out recording as much. Like, you can have your cell phone on you, but maybe, like, a maitre d' comes by and is like, hey, don't have your cell phone out or something. You know, I don't know. There's got to be some sort of, like, happy medium. Yeah. And I think that's something we're going to figure out. We're talking about cell phone-free concerts on our Instagram. We did a poll at Froggy929. Here's what you said. Fifth Sorry, 70% of people dislike the idea of a phone-free concert, and 30% are actually on board with it. Amber and Tanner. Amber and Tanner. In between sips of coffee. Good morning. Good morning. I just love the show. Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. Do you think it's wrong for people mothers, family members to pressure women to have children. As the only Car Jenner, Kardashian Jenner without children, Kendall Jenner has spoken out about feeling pressured by your family, namely your mom, Kris Jenner, and her sister Kylie to have kids. So when she was asked about the subject in a new interview with E! News, Kendall got very candid about how her mom, Kris, not so subtly suggests that she should have children soon. So Kendall said that You know, mom will just randomly text me and be like, I think it's time. And I'm like, is it not up to me? She said, it's not a yes. I'm indifferent. I'm just very much living day by day, which is wonderful. She's free as a bird. Not very many people get that opportunity. And especially someone as rich and famous as Kendall Jenner. Uh, But Chris's comments, of course, have sparked some criticism for viewers who felt like Chris was unfairly placing pressure on Kendall to start a family of her own. And other people have suggested that Chris is promoting harmful ideas about parenthood. 
One person wrote on Twitter, if my mother said this about me, implying that I'm not whole without a child in my life, I would be livid and tell her to mind her own business. Now, I also have to say that I've been a victim of this. I'm, I'm 31 and I don't have children, which is late in a lot of people's eyes. And, you know, more specifically, my families and, you know, being from the South, it's not unusual to get married like right out of high school and start having children. And, you know, we're just in that generation where it's it's not as common to do that. Uh, but Kendall is so young. She's not me. She's not 31. She's still 26. She's an internationally recognized supermodel. And, you know, she's said on numerous occasions that she'd just like to hold off on becoming a parent and at least for a little while. And, you know, I think her mom, Kris Jenner, should be okay with that. She already has 11 grandchildren, 11. Uh, So do you think it's wrong for people to pressure women to have children? Do you think there's too much pressure on women these days to have children? What do you think is expected? We'd love to hear from you. Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning on Froggy 92.9. Headline in a haystack. Tannery's headlines. Amber tells us which one is a lie. Because it's headline in a haystack. Three headlines. Amber has to identify which one is real. Amber is back on track with a huge victory on Monday. Her record for the year is 19 wins and 16 losses. All right, let's 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 do it today and see how I do. <laughs> Here's headline number one, Amber. Game of Marco Polo turns violent. Here is headline number two. Parrot recites crime used as a witness. And here's headline number three. Man calls in a fake bomb threat to get out of work. Oh, man. Those are your three headlines. Are any of them ringing a, a bell, your radar, that you think is true? I'm, I'm between two, but I'm going to go with the parrot that recites the crime. Mm. Oh! wanted it so badly to be that. That would be a great story if it was. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> man called in the fake bomb threat. That is absolutely the headline in a haystack. Dang. <laughs> I shouldn't go with what I want and what I need. I should just go with the gut. Well, it's worked uh, the majority of the year because you have a positive record. Okay. But yes, a 36-year-old construction worker in Florida named Richard didn't want to work last year, but instead of calling in sick, he called in a bomb threat. He was doing construction at a water treatment plant near West Palm Beach, Florida, and uh, he he wanted to go home. So, yeah, he called that bomb threat, and about 20 people had to be evacuated. He was charged with making a fake bomb threat. A judge released him on a $10,000 bond. Tisk, tisk. You're listening to Amber and Tanner in the morning on Froggy 92.9. There's a new law in France that's calling for jail time for ignoring chores. I don't do laundry. I don't do windows. I don't do carpets. I don't do bathtubs. I don't do toilets. And I don't do diapers. I don't do washing. I don't do basements. I don't do dinners. I don't do reading. So that evil nanny would certainly go to jail in France. There's a French politician that's proposing this law to make it a criminal offense not to do household chores. And she says it's because women do most of the chores in France. And she's hoping this legislation will make chores like 50-50 for men and women. 
I think that's great. I think a lot of households <laughs> are one way or the other in regards to people doing chores. Okay, so this kind of sounds like you want your household to be 50-50. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would love that because that little clip you played earlier, I don't do. Bathrooms, I don't do. Uh, floors, I don't do. Litter boxes, something in my household. And I love my girlfriend to death, but I am doing like 80% of the chores. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, okay, I know that you do 80% of the chores, but say you did live in France. What is a chore that would send you to jail? Like, if you didn't do that chore, like, what would send you to jail? Because I've got one that I never do. What's that for you? Dishes. Dishes would send you to jail. A 100%. (laughs) That is the one thing where I'm like, I will not do the dishes. (laughs) But other than that, I love doing chores. But dishes, I hate doing them. Every time I see dishes in the sink, I go, ugh. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But that would I, definitely I send it. me to jail, and I would gladly go to jail for it. Is it the <laughs> the act of, like, physically washing them, or do you think they're gross, or, like, why don't why don't you do the dishes? I would say both things of what you just said. Okay. I hate doing it, and they're gross. I get my hands all gross. What about you? Uh, it's dusting. Be- it's because I forget to do it. So I would get criminal charges pressed against me for for not dusting. Like yesterday, I opened the window to my bedroom, which I never do. And all this light shone in like towards the TV. And there was dust all over the TV. And I was like, good heavens me. So, you know, I'd definitely be put in handcuffs and shoved into the back of a French police car for that. (laughs) Could you imagine just like police actually came to your door? We haven't seen you Swiffer in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that duster? (laughs) Uh, So we asked on our Instagram at Amber and Tanner in the morning, uh, what chore would send you to jail in France? So if you have any thoughts, uh, reply there. Like a cup of coffee and a sunrise. The crew is up and the coffee is ready. Hey, good morning. Amber and Tanner, mornings. Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to be talking to Candace. Candace has a pet hamster and Barry Martindale is going to say that is against the rules. Hello, this is Candace. Candace, my name is Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. I'm calling out of Windsor today. How you doing? Good. I have received a letter from your apartment complex that you lived in, and I understand you have a pet hamster. Yeah. Well, I'm calling about that hamster specifically because that hamster is a fugitive and against your rental agreement. I was. It was approved when I moved in. I have it in writing. Well, I don't know what writing you have, but what I have in front of me, any sort of rodents are against the policy. So what we're going to have to ask you to do is to move your hamster. What do you mean move it? I don't understand. The options that I have for you is you can put the cage right outside your front door. You can put a hamster cage in the front door. Why not? Well, it's exposed to elements and these are indoor animals. I mean, if you don't want to put it outside, something you could do is just bring it to your work, have a little work hamster. I don't think I could take this kind of work. And anyway, this has been approved. I mean, I have it written on my lease from my landlord. That lease is specifically from 2018, and the lease has changed. Okay, look, no, you can't tell me what to do with my hamster, okay? I'll talk to the leasing office, but not you. You're running out of options here. You got to do something. Look, until the leasing office actually tells me something... I'm not I'm not going to do anything because this is you don't have the right to tell me to do anything, okay? You've been Martindale.
My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the Morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. Oh my God, you got me so stressed out. Listen to Amber and Tanner in the Morning every weekday at 7.55 for the Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. What is the most interesting or craziest way you've absolutely ruined your clothes? Luckily, they're just clothes, and I just want to preface that before I go into this. And I know that this happens to a lot of people, but this happens to my fiancé more often than it should. (laughs) He washed and dried a pen this week. And, like, if he would have washed it, it would have been fine, but he dried it, and the pen got all over our dryer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was on the walls of the dryer, and there was not an inch of our dryer that wasn't covered in ink. And not only that, he ruined like a lot of his shirts. Now, Tanner, I, I sent you the picture of the shirt. I showed you the picture of the shirt. And there's just like ink. You cannot get that out. All of it. You, you can try, but it'll never be the same. You want to know what? What? I got it out. You got it out? Yeah. So How? I got most of the uh, ink out of the clothes. Uh, and then we tried this thing. This is actually Cole's idea. We did a solution of hairspray, isopropyl alcohol, and OxyClean. And we put like that shirt into a cooler and filled it up with water with like our fancy solution yeah. and soaked it overnight and all the ink came out. Well, I'm going to take that fact and that solution <laughs> put it in my back pocket because I'm right there with Cole. I've done that a bunch of times and I've ruined a lot of great clothes because of it. So here's the other thing. I tried to get it out of the dryer with that same solution. It didn't work. Yikes. Then I saw an internet video where you get it out with nail polish remover. Wow. So I posted two pictures, Tanner, before and after of my clean dryer. It looks great. And I'm so proud of it. I would be too because I'm the type of person that if this happened to me and it has happened to me, I just give up and go, well, going to have inky clothes. I was this close. (laughs) I was like, I will buy you new clothes because I've been on this project for three days. I've been working on this ink project for three days. Time well spent, my friend. Time well spent. (laughs) So Tanner, have you done anything like this or maybe tell us like a crazy way you've ruined your clothes? Well, I didn't ruin my clothes, but I did ruin my girlfriend at the time's clothes. Um, She had some fancy, bougie clothes, like sweaters, dresses, and stuff like that. And I didn't know that sort of stuff was supposed to be dried a certain way. And when I brought it out of the dryer, it was the size, like, for a toddler. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I I tried to douse water on it and stretch it again. Oh, no. Yeah. I got yelled at for that one. (laughs) You know what? It happens. And like I said, they're just closed, right? To some people, yeah. <laughs> to me, yes. To this person I was dating, no. Well, we asked on Instagram at Froggy929, what's the craziest way you've ruined your clothes? We're getting some great messages. Jenny from Sebastopol said, my husband destroyed all of my favorite clothes once. He washed just about every item of clothing I have that was dry clean only or non-washable. Oh, no. Eesh. Oh, no. Sounds like what you did. Yikes. Uh, David from Penaluba says, I left my favorite navy hoodie out in the rain one day. Then it sat in the sun for a week and it ended up this weird patchy bleached out look. I was so freaking mad. <laughs> hey, that might be trendy now. Who knows? Right. <laughs> and Laura from Santa Rosa said, silk blouse, broken nail. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> like a cup of coffee and a sunrise. The crew is up and the coffee is ready. Hey, good morning. Amber and Tanner, mornings. Froggy 92.9. You know the term, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Yes. Well, sometimes it is broke and we still don't fix it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) What has been busted in your home for a long time and you've just lived with it? Half of the burners on my stove 
have been busted for months. And I've been living with two out of four burners, which can, oh. which can make cooking a little complicated. You can't cook four things at once. <laughs> so I try to fix it myself. It's a gas stove, by the way. Nothing. So I put a maintenance request with my apartment, and they won't get back to me. I've put in like oh. three. That's when you do some phone calling. Yeah. You got to call up there and be like, I'm Tanner, and I need my stove fixed. <laughs> I'm going to kick down the door. <laughs> I need it fixed now. But it's turned into something that I've just been kind of living with. And I've done this a lot of times in my life. Like the one of the houses I grew up in had a broken wooden stair on it. Yeah. And uh, we just hopped over it. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned this or, you know, ask this because... My friend came over on Sunday and she was like, when are you guys going to get this fixed? And I was like, what? And I like looked up and like there's a part in our ceiling where like the paint is peeling off and it looks like maybe like something upstairs is about to cave in. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Like are, it just kind of become part of the uh, the walls, part the, of the apartment. Are those tarp. the neighbors that are loud and partying all the time? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. It looks like water damage, to be honest with Yikes. you. And I'm just like, it's not my house. <laughs> if they wanted to fix it by now, they would have. Yeah, hopefully they do. Uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash froggy929, people are sharing things that are broke, but they're still not fixing it. Justin from Petaluma said our fridge door is broken. We now have duct tape on the fridge. Amanda from Cloverdale said our AC unit has been, hasn't been working for the past few months. We need to fix it before summer. Cloverdale is way too hot without AC. Uh-oh. You're going to be sitting on ice cubes pretty yeah. soon. Uh, Patrick from Sonoma says our garage door opener is broken. It only opens halfway. We, <laughs> My back can't handle bending like that. It's a daily reminder. Amber and Tanner. Every morning. Mornings. Really good. They're so funny. Froggy 92.9. Jason from Santa Rosa, are you ready to compete against Amber in the Amber Showdown? Yes, sir. This is how it works. I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions. Amber will be outside the studio, so she can't hear them. Jason, once you're done, we're going to bring Amber back into the studio and see how the two of you score. Okay. Jason, you want to talk some smack to Amber for a half a point bonus? So, I've played y'all before, and I was violently hungover the last time, but this time's not going to be so sweet. <laughs> you know what, Jason? All I'm hearing is a bunch of excuses, okay? It, it was bad. I got one right, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm feeling more optimistic this time. I'm bright-eyed. Amber, I'm with Jason. There's nothing worse than trying to solve trivia questions when you're hungover. He's on his A game today. It was embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, let's see if you can redeem yourself. Amber's out of the studio. Here is question number one. Okay. The Batman will start streaming on HBO Max on Monday, April 18th. What actor is the Batman in this new movie? Oh, God. Is it um, Robert Pattinson? That is correct. Here's question number two. Tish Cyrus is divorcing Billy Ray Cyrus. The couple has two singer-songwriter daughters. One is Miley Cyrus. Can you name the other? Noah. That is correct. Here's question number three. Larry David is doing a 12th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry also co-created one of the biggest sitcoms of the 90s. Is it Friends, Frasier, or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. That is correct. Here's question number four. Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood's If I Didn't Love You was the music video of the year at the CMT Music Awards. True or false, this was their first collaboration. I'm going with true. 
That is correct. And here's question number five. 56% of Americans don't know when this year's tax deadline is. What day are taxes due this month? Uh, the 15th. That is incorrect. I'm going to bring Amber back in. Amber, Jason from Santa Rosa wasn't playing around. Okay. Um, he's had coffee instead of Irish coffee this morning. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. So he got a perfect score except for the last one. So four out of five. Oh, no. Okay. Here's question number one, Amber. The Batman will start streaming on HBO Max on Monday, April 18th. What actor is the Batman in this new movie? Robert Pattinson. That is correct. Jason from Santa Rosa also got that correct. One to one's a score. Question number two, Tish Cyrus is divorcing Billy Ray Cyrus. The couple have two singer-songwriter daughters. One is Miley. Can you name the other? Noah Cyrus. That is correct. Jason also got... Oh, bless you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm allergic to losing, so I'm nervous. <laughs> Jason also got that correct score is two to two. Question number three. Larry David is doing a 12th season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry also co-created one of the biggest sitcoms of the 90s. Is it Friends, Frasier, or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. That is correct. Jason from Santa Rosa also got that correct. Three to three is the score. Question number four. Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood's If I Didn't Love You was the music video of the year at the CMT Music Awards. True or false, this was their first collaboration. True. That is correct. Jason also got that correct. Four to four is the score. And here's question number five. It all comes down to this, because if you remember, Jason talks smack, so he has a half a point oh, bonus. Oh, no. Okay. 56% of Americans don't know when this year's tax deadline is. What day are taxes due this month? Uh, they're due this Monday, April 18th. That is correct. Amber got a perfect sweep over uh. Jason's four and a half out of five. Jason, you're not hung over this time, but you are still <laughs> not the champion of the Amber Showdown. Yeah, well played, girl. Uh, you know what? It was a valiant effort. And, <laughs> you know, because you were on your A-game today and we love you, we're still giving you that family four-pack of tickets to the Cloverdale Citrus Fair. Awesome. Looking forward to it. The Cloverdale Citrus Fair is happening April 21st through April 25th. And Jason, you did lose. You got to say the phrase. I am not smarter than Amber. You're going to the Cloverdale Citrus Fair, thanks to which morning show? Froggy 92.9, Amber and Tanner in the morning. Wedding season has arrived. We're in the shoulder season right now. It's April. And, you know, some people will be getting married April, May, June, July. And, you know, for these people that are getting married over the next few months, I thought it'd be fun to ask for brutally honest advice for those about to partake in what we call marriage. Now, Tanner, I know you and I aren't necessarily married. We're both in serious relationships. So what's some mar marriage advice that you'd like to give or maybe you've gotten in the past? I think every couple before they get married should go to a marriage counselor or a couple counselor at least three times before they get married. Because okay. there might be some stuff lying underneath the surface that you haven't discussed yet. And rather than just holding that stuff and bottling it up, getting everything open and out before you say, I do. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so is this something you're going to do? Before I get married, yeah. absolutely. 100%. So something my nanny, which is my father's mother, uh, she, she taught me not to push an argument. She tells this funny story about her and my grandpa where he was wrong about something. She knew he was wrong, but she just said, you know, I don't think that's right. And... She just left it at that. And she said, you know, let the other person be wrong and then eventually they'll find out the hard way, but there's no need to like 
ruin your relationship over being right. I think that's great advice and something I'm going to carry with me in my back pocket. <laughs> so we asked on Facebook, facebook.com slash Amber and Tanner in the morning. Give us some brutally honest marriage advice. Brian from Monterio said she's always right, even when she's not. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Rosie from Roner Park says never go to bed mad and learn if there's a problem, sit down immediately, discuss what is wrong. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. Casey from Windsor said, a round of golf with the boys is a minimum of seven and a half hours on a Saturday. (laughs) Good morning, guys. That memory foam bamboo sheet kind of feeling. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9.